Welcome back to Rip City Rundown. This is episode number 23. It's another solo episode. We had the full slate of hosts last episode uh, with my partner along with a guest speaker. So if you haven't seen that episode, go back and watch it. We talked to Larry Nance. We talked the schedule breakdown. That was about six days ago. Uh, Before we just get into the podcast, if you are listening on YouTube, make sure to give it a like and subscribe. If you haven't already, uh, go and comment something. Just get that algorithm up. And then if you're on Spotify, the Spotify numbers have been killing it over the past two episodes. Just keep doing whatever you did. Uh, I mean, if you can download it, go ahead and download it. And if you can give it some sort of rating, I don't even know if you can on Spotify. Go ahead and do that. But it's just going to be me today. Uh, I don't really have a schedule for this podcast today. It's not going to be too long, I don't believe. I mean, who knows? You could be starting an hour-long podcast right now. I don't know how long it'll be, uh, but I don't anticipate it being too long. Uh, Not a ton to talk about uh, ever since the Larry Nance trade, but there definitely is a little bit. We've got a couple new signings uh, to certain specific things, such like that, and then... I'll just talk more broad blazers, broad news, what's happened. Uh, So the first thing that I'm going to discuss today is the new pickups that the Blazers got. The first one being Dennis Smith Jr. agreeing to a training camp deal with the Blazers. Um, Obviously, the training camp deal is just going to come in for training camp. And if we like him, boom, we can sign him to the roster for whatever we want to do. He played 23 games last year. Um, in New York and Detroit, and I don't remember exactly what draft. I think it was the 2017 draft. He went number nine to the Dallas Mavericks, and that was the pick right before Zach Collins in that 2017 NBA draft. He was a hyped-up hyped up prospect out of NC State, and he hasn't panned out at all in the league so far. A lot of people thought he was going to be the next very athletic good point guard, like a John Morant type, but he just hasn't really panned out. Over the 20 games with the Pistons last year, he averaged 7 points, 3 rebounds, and 3 assists. And then if I pull up his career statistics, uh, he averages just 11 points and 3 boards. Uh, so he's still 23, not the worst statistics, I have to say, but he's just never found a home where he can stay and just... That's where he's at. I mean, he's been in Dallas, he's been in Detroit, he's been in New York, and now he hopes to make a roster spot with the Blazers. My thoughts on this signing, um, he could be a solid backup. Um, he was a super solid player's rookie year. A, a memory I have of Dennis Smith Jr. So we were playing the Mavericks, his rookie year. Uh, it, was a, it was a pretty big game. I mean, this is before the Mavericks were good, before they had Luka. So it was a game we should win. And we were fighting for playoff seeding, and we needed to win. I think it was later in the year, and we were... It was either we were mounting a comeback or they mounted a comeback. I can't remember exactly. But it ended up being like a seven-point game, a six-point game. They were winning. And Dennis Smith Jr. gets a steal, bounces it off the ground, and does the self-alley-oop off the bounce to basically seal the game with like a minute left. So that's a little tangent, but that's... That's my memory of Dennis Smith Jr. I mean, I think he... He could make the roster. Um, he relies on his athleticism on offense, um, but he has improved his turnover ratio uh, ever since he's come into the league. And he's been an active defensive player, active in the passing lanes. 
um, on the defensive side. So he's not a guy that I'm mad. I'm never going to be mad at signing anybody for uh, a training camp deal. I mean, if because if they come in and prove themselves, then uh, congratulations. I would love to have you on the roster. But uh, I'm not drooling over this little training camp signing at all. We also signed Marquise Chris to a training camp deal. So another former lottery pick um, trying to kind of re-up his NBA career. I mean, this he's only 24, which is crazy to think about because he was drafted number eight by the Kings in the 2016 draft. Um, I think he then got traded to the Suns immediately. But he's been in the league for five years. He's only 24. Uh, so he was one of those guys that was a one-and-done out of, I want to say, Washington. And now I'm going to make myself look it up because I think it's Washington. And it is University of Washington for one year. Um, but he was with the Suns for two years and spent time with the Rockets, the Cavs, and then played the past two years with the Warriors. Um, he's actually been pretty solid for the Warriors recently. Uh, I kind of I kind of like this one. Um, he averaged, or his career averages are eight points a game, five rebounds, one assist, a block, and a steal about. And over the past year with the Warriors, he only averaged six and six. So not the best year. With the Warriors, but I mean, he's 6'9", he's crazy bouncy, he's got a 7'1 rings wingspan. Um, he is recovering from an injury, and I'm not sure if he's fully recovered yet, but he should be ready to participate in training camp next month. So he is signing to a non-guaranteed deal with the Blazers. Um, oh yeah, he broke his leg. He broke his leg last year in December with the Warriors. Just like Dennis Smith Jr., a guy that has crazy, crazy potential, crazy athleticism, but just never panned out for them in the NBA career. So it looks like the race for the final or for the 14th spot on the roster is between DSJ, Derek, or not Derek, Dennis Smith Jr., and Marquise Chris. So comment down below how you feel about those little pickups from the Blazers. Um, moving on on the agenda, we'll talk about something that's been talked about all offseason, something that I've made countless podcasts about. If I go to my podcast schedule in the past, um, I look at one, two, three, about four podcasts dedicated for, for this specific reason. And that's the whole rumors with Benjamin Simmons, Ben Simmons. Uh, do the Blazers trade for him? Is a CJ McCollum for Ben Simmons trade happen? If Damian Lillard wants out, do we trade him for Ben Simmons and picks? Ben Simmons. Well, Ben Simmons doesn't want to go to anywhere except three teams in California, and I can pretty well assure the three teams in California are the Clippers, the Lakers, and the Warriors. Um, so that whole idea of Ben Simmons, and I, I think it's been out of the window for a long, long time. Ever since like the first month of the offseason, it was just it was a hot topic when the Blazers got knocked out and when the Sixers got knocked out because both got knocked out a little early and they were kind of like match made in heaven. Blazers need defense, give us Ben Simmons. Sixers need shooting and Sixers need a guy to close out games, CJ McCollum. So it's kind of a match made in heaven and I wish the Blazers did it back then. But now that I sense that we're running it back, I don't mind. But an inter interesting little thing that happened is a. Uh, Damian Lillard was a little active on Twitter, a little active on Twitter, and he liked a tweet of Ben Simmons and him both in Blazers uniforms. 
That was about two days ago. But uh, could that be a little hint to the front office that, hey, I kind of want Ben Simmons. I kind of want Ben Simmons, Neil. Um, try, I don't want to say it publicly, but I'm going to like a tweet. Um, it's either that, Dame doesn't care, or he just want to troll fans. I think it's just he just doesn't really care. He doesn't really care what he likes. He doesn't seem like the kind of guy that's going to send messages through likes. So I posted that on the Rip City Rundown Instagram because it is an interesting little story, but it's not something that's going to, you know, blow up and uh, result in a big trade. We'll say that. It will not. It will not result in a big trade. Um, so, I mean, that's really all I got about Ben Simmons. Um, again, I told you I don't really have a schedule for today's podcast. Um, not a lot of talk in the Blazers world. I'm trying to figure out what I want to do for this YouTube channel. If you're listening on Spotify, sorry. This is a little tangent. But just go to the YouTube channel and subscribe. It is Peak Reacts. Um, or you can just look up Rip City Rundown and you'll find the channel there. But I have just got approved for monetization after a long time. After a long time trying, so I kind of need video ideas that I can do that isn't just the Blazers. Obviously, I'll continue the podcast, but I kind of want to get, because while the Blazers are obviously out of season, I kind of need something to talk about because I do want to be able to make videos. I don't really have the time to do it. That's why the podcast has only been coming out once a week. A, because like I said, not a lot of Blazer news, but B, because I don't have a lot of time same reason um so that's that um one more thing about the ben simmons situation uh the odds if he leaves the 76ers the blazers have the best odds to get him which again i just don't find that realistic but vegas knows best i guess i guess vegas knows best um what should we talk about what should we talk about next what is next on the agenda um i don't even know what i'm gonna title this podcast um we'll figure it out we'll talk about just some nba news in general um two guys that i was hoping the blazers would go after be interested in well one i for the whole offseason then one just recently um both went to the nets paul Millsap. i was hoping to bring him in as a veteran big obviously we don't need him as badly anymore now with the pickup of Larry Nance Jr. But I was definitely hoping that Paul Millsap was going to sign with the Blazers. Um, I thought the Blazers were going to be super interested in him. Um, he brings that veteran leadership. He brings some solid defense, some stretch for ability. But he's going to be ring chasing and going to the Nets. Uh, so you do you, Paul. Uh, kind of lame move of you. And then LaMarcus Aldridge also. also um, Love to see that he's able to play basketball again. He's gotten cleared again after his scary little heart issue that he had. I don't even know the specifics of it. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, but he's cleared to play, and he re-signed with the Nets as well. That one I'm not so mad about because he had already signed with the Nets earlier, so he's just going back to the team he's familiar with. But it would have been kind of cool to see a little homecoming from him. But obviously, he didn't want to do that. Uh, so the Nets take two people that I wanted the Blazers to have. Um, so 
Oh, another thing that happened, and, you know, I'm, I'm jumping all over the place because it's just like I don't have that many things to talk about right now because the Blazers are so not relevant. Uh, the Blazers had a summer league forward, Mike Mark Vital. So I think that's his name. Yeah, Mark Vital signed with the Seahawks. Yeah, he signed with an NFL team. Uh, he was playing basketball for Baylor. He won the championship with Baylor. And he's on the Seahawks now. I think it's pra- the practice squad or something, but that's pretty, that's pretty cool. I can't lie. It's pretty cool. Sorry, I'm tired. Hold up, I'm taking a sip of a drink real quick. I don't even know. You might have heard that. That might have sounded disgusting. Um, so I'm actually going to start to wrap it up a little bit. Because like I said, nothing to talk about. And we're going to wrap it up by... I'm just going to review this little these two articles I see. Uh, one is talking about the Blazers' off-season grade, and one is talking about if Larry Nance Jr. could replace Robert Covington as a starter. This one I'm quite interested in um, because I haven't really thought about that as a possibility. Um, but could it be a possibility? Um, what it's saying about it, let's see. Uh, Neil Olshey has made it clear that Dame, CJ, Norm, Rocco, and Nurkic are the starting lineup moving forward. But things could change over an 82-game season. It says, uh, Covington and Nance both offer solid defense, predominantly off-ball, as well as shot blocking, steals, and scoring. However, each boasts skill sets that complement the other four starters differently. Uh, It says they could spin spots at the five and the three. uh, But they're basically both outs-and-outs power forwards. So the pros when it comes to Robert Covington... He is a reliable three-point shooter. He can actually block shots, and he is a very above-average help defender. Um, he, reliable, he offers reliable, low-usage offense, allowing Lillard to do what he does. Uh, very good catch-and-shoot. Uh, but the defensive side is where he shines. He averages a career 0.9 blocks per game, including 1.2 last season. He's a legitimate rim protector. And the roster's third best option at center, combined with his ability to opportunistically work in passing lanes and use angles to disrupt opponents, he'll be a crucial cog in improving what was the league's second worst defense last year. Um, Appealing draws his durability. He played in the team's second highest number of games last year, a total of 70. Um, And it's one area of concern is his age because he's turning 31 in December. And while he doesn't rely on athleticism as much as other players, another year might slow him down ever so slightly. I think that is a fair assessment of Robert Covington. I'm going to go ahead and read out what they say about Larry Nance Jr. and then give my opinion on who I think is a better suited starter for us. Uh, Larry Nance Jr. stands six foot seven, just like Robert Covington, with a 7'1 wingspan, just like Robert Covington. The only physical difference is that Larry Nance literally tips the scale as a much bigger, bulkier body. Uh, Nance is not the shooter Covington is. He shot 33% uh, throughout his career and 36% from three last year. And he's also not the shot blocker that Robert Covington is. Uh, as he only averaged 0.5 last season per game. Uh, unfortunately, Blazers fans should worry about most of his ability to stay on the court. He hasn't played more than 67 games since entering the league in 2015, 
battling a range of ailments, including issues with his thumb, knee, wrist, finger, hamstring, on top of his struggles with Crohn's disease. I don't even, I have heard of Crohn's disease, but I can't tell you exactly what it is. So um, I have to look it up. It is uh, Crohn's, oh, abdominal pain, okay. I did not know that about Larry Nance. I hope that hasn't been an issue for him recently, but so far this section in the article of Larry Nance is rather negative. So we'll see, uh, okay, right as I say that, the next sentence is, but that's where the concern should end. Um, it says, Nance can handle the ball uh, and become a perfect release valve for Lillard and McCollum when they get trapped. He's a cerebral interior passer. Yeah, he's a very good passer because he is able to read defenses and more often than not make the right decision. His athleticism is still there. He can jump out of the gym. Uh, he has stunning footwork, they say, and he also has a larger frame to post up defenders pretty effectively. And so some could argue Nance is a better defender than Covington. He's vocal on the court. He's not afraid to hold teammates accountable when they miss an assignment. He's incredibly smart on the court, reading angles and able to get himself into great position to box out on rebounds. Covington is, tends to be closer to the rim. Nance often positions, often positions himself higher, executing almost surgical steals. And then once he's got the ball, he's a lock to finish on the other end. And that's what they got about Larry Nance Jr. Uh, so after reading this, um, the thing about Larry Nance Jr. is I do think he's very good passing the ball offensively. But I do think if we're going to be really good, we need to have Nurk be that guy. He needs to develop his passing, and he did last year a good bit, but even more. So we don't really need two passers on the floor. We need a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter like Robert Covington uh, sitting in the corner and such. So if I was to say who I think should start with the lineup of Norm, CJ, Dame, and Nurk around him, I would go Robert Covington still. I think Nance could work really well with Simons off the bench. Uh those two could be the ball handlers. Nance could find open guys from the middle of the lane. And then obviously he could get run with the starting lineup different portions of the game or down the stretch. But at least just the starting lineup, I would go personally with Robert Covington. And it looks like this article agrees. They go, it's Covington, but it's close. Uh, and it says, yeah, just like me, Covington makes sense with the start because of strengths, shooting with no real playmaking ability, don't clash with Lillard. And that's exactly why I said Larry Nance. I'm not saying he couldn't fill the role. I'm not saying he couldn't be a good starter, but he just doesn't fit the role as well as Robert Covington. So Larry Nance, while I love the pickup, he's not a starter for the team by any means. He is definitely a bench piece, but an early bench piece. Uh, so this next one is titled the next article and the final thing I'll be doing today. And if there's anything I didn't talk about that you wish I did, comment down below. Then also comment down below what other videos I could do. Like, I just I need some videos to make. I got to grind out a bunch of videos over the weekend while I have time. Um, but this article is, Portland manages a C in off-season grade. An underwhelming off-season leads to an underwhelming score. Um, what it said about this, it said, this is from, uh, I think, CBS Sports says, if Damian Lillard wanted to see a meaningful change to the Blazers roster this offseason, he can't be happy with what it's, he's looking at right now. Powell's four-year, $90 million contract is fine, and Nance is going to be helpful on both sides of the ball. But as it stands, Macklemore, Zeller, Snell, and Smith don't exactly push this team into championship contention. Plus, Brown wasn't considered NBA-ready heading into the draft. It's going to be a tense couple of months waiting to see how Lillard proceeds. Um, yeah, I mean, that's how everyone thinks about this offseason. 
There's nothing you can say about it. That's how everyone thinks about this offseason, and I agree, but I also disagree. I agree that we didn't do anything that big to turn the needle or to move the needle, but I disagree on the sense that we couldn't do anything, basically. Like, the only move we could have done is, like, trading C.J. McCollum away, but obviously he must have not garnered too much intrigue to at least get better right now. Um, so, I mean, Neil, I'm, I don't there was not much you could do this offseason. It was always going to be a bad offseason just by the way the season ended and everyone's just wanting to get big players that was unrealistic and wasn't going to happen. So, like, just hold the phone. A C grade is not the biggest of deals because we knew that was going to happen. Um, so just move on with it. Get ready for this season, and let's just focus on trying to win games. Uh, so, I mean, I think we're like 20 minutes into the podcast, 21, 22, but that is going to do it for this. I told you it was going to be a short one. I didn't have a ton to say, but I had enough to make a podcast, and I want to keep a podcast every week. Uh, college football started today. I'm witnessing Alabama whip up on Miami right now, and I got you Georgia Clemson later tonight. We got you. World Cup qualifying tomorrow. USA versus Canada. I'm a big USA guy. The Ducks just won today, barely. But that's setting up a pretty good game against Ohio State. Maybe I talk about all the sports I like just in random videos. I just don't know if you guys would watch it. Yeah, who knows? Maybe talk NASCAR too. I like NASCAR. Uh, playoff race. Playoff start tomorrow for NASCAR. Uh, but yeah. This is a Blazers podcast, so I'm going to end with the Blazers, but that is going to do it. Make sure to subscribe and like and comment. If you are on YouTube, make sure to download it if you're on Spotify. If you're on Spotify, go over to YouTube and do what I said do to YouTube. If you're on watching on YouTube right now, then go over to Spotify and do what I said on that. If you're still watching, I'm going to have you comment something. And if you comment that, I know you are a true listener. Comment down below. If you think Dennis, ah, no, I got to do something that I didn't really talk about because someone could listen for the first five minutes and answer that question I was about to say. Uh, Let's comment down below. Who do you think has a bigger jump this year? Anthony Simons or Nasir Little? I'm not even going to answer. I'm going to have you guys answer in the comments. Let's hope a couple people comment that down below. But that'll be it for the podcast. Look out for a new podcast next weekend. Look out for new random videos this week. Maybe not Blazers related, but I'll still hope you watched. Peace.